I wish. I wish that was the cold open. Welcome to Nooner Nation. Um, me and Jake are a little shook about what Charlie said. It was a joke, obviously, but literally right before I hit the live button. I mean, it's not a joke. I'm literally doing it. I'm rubbing my pussy right now, Bill. Let me rub. But yeah, but my now you just said that before 30 pussy. seconds. So YouTube's going to flag me and send me all sorts of things. Actually, they don't flag me for shit because nobody cares. <laughs> but, anyways. I'm just looking away with the shit. It's fun. We're just the lowly baby podcast. The last couple podcasts, we've gotten too deep into it and I forget about it. But like and subscribe on YouTube, rate and review on iTunes. That goes a long way. Share it with your friends. Go on Spotify. Also, what I forgot to mention is our sponsor, RepCPS.com. It's also getting cold. If you need a beanie that says, show me that butthole, go to RepCPS. I actually just ordered like four of their beanies because it's getting cold. And I've, uh, in my midlife crisis, my 35-year-old midlife crisis, I've gotten back into paintball. And beanies, I guess, are now the style. And I was like, oh, shit. I know exactly what I'm wearing. And I've got, I got like a show me the butthole, the free hugs and butt plugs one, the kiss me where I pee one. So yeah, I'm be wearing those things all over the place. So check them out. They have really fun stuff for people that I think uh, the dirt bags that listen to this would like repcps.com promo code Nooners. You help them, you help us, so on and so forth. And then also Minor League Studios that helps keep all this shit going. Uh, shameless plug, it's my company. So hit it up. Some sexy ass shirts too. They are some of the softest I have ever worn. Hey, dude, I'm I gonna don't... say get some get some talls for those long folks. Yeah, I'll do talls. Like crop tops on the tall men's. <laughs> Womb, we cannot handle your midriff. All right, Daddy. <laughs> I haven't gotten into the live chat yet. Hold on. Like, uh, oh, no. He, he said uh, that in another uh, group uh, chat. He was like, uh, I love his shirt. Because we were talking about it today. He was like, I love his shirts. They're the best. But sometimes they're just a little too short. Don't put them in the dryer, bro. Don't put them in the dryer. My wife gets pissed at me. That's why I do my own laundry now. Is because I am tall and really thin. Anybody who's ever met me in person knows this. Bean pole bill. I'm 6'2 and 160 pounds. My fucking ass looks like Gumby, right? So, <laughs> but if I order a large t shirt, the sleeves are too long, right? So I go medium, but I gotta hang dry them. Because if I put them in the dryer, they shrink. And then next thing. Are they 100% cotton? I actually, I try not to. Again, Minor League Studios is a screen printing company. I'll print you whatever you want. But the stuff I do is a cotton poly blend, A, to make sure it's very soft, and it also doesn't shrink as much as 100% cotton. But it'll still shrink. Like, it's it's the way of the world. I can, I can go, I can deep dive and nerd out on, a, you know, apparel um, I really like how the minor league studios shirts shrink on the arms, so it kind of makes you look fucking ripped when you wear them. Oh yeah, the chest looks good. I, I, I use the right the right shirts, you know. The yeah, no, they're really the good. The chest looks good. Fuck. 
you know? So, hey, I try. I try not to sell anybody anything that I wouldn't wear myself. So whether that's something that I am selling as the minor league brand or, uh, you know, something that somebody orders for their own shit, you know? So Charlie's hairy pussy on camera. Charlie's... Charlie's hairy pussy and her cleavage are both on camera at once. <laughs> For the audio listeners, she has the cat on her lap. All right. Yeah, look. He does have a pussy on his forehead, though. Look at that. Anatomically does. correct. I will say, your cat is probably the only cat that I've liked in a very long time. He's he's a he's a good one. I got lucky with him for sure. He's more dog than. Right. He's like he's like a dog cat. Cat dog. He doesn't cut me unless we're playing he doesn't hiss unless a dog comes over <laughs> does he leave you like dead birds at your doorstep he's he's not that good he did one time he brought in a bird it was not dead and it started flying around my living room which was my worst nightmare yeah that's the point if you're gonna bring a cat in the house dude like you gotta kill it first if anybody's like, ever Anybody who's had, like, I've had bats in my house. Oh, no. I've had bats in my house. No, no. Like, it sucks. Bats in the house sucks. I've also had a fucking sparrow get into my house. Good luck getting that fucking thing out of your house. You know, I'll take a bat. I can hit that bitch with a tennis racket. He did at least wound it. It was bleeding, so it got... It, so now it's it flying around it. just spraying blood all over your house? <laughs> not not that badly, thankfully. But I was able to get it in a box and throw it back outside. But he loves catching grasshoppers and ripping one leg off. And then he gets bored with them and just leaves them. So then I like start walking to the back door Good and I God. see a disabled cricket or grasshopper. Fucking Freddy! Stop bringing this shit in the house. Freddy's a sadistic son of a bitch. He's like, I'm not yes, gonna, I'm, I'm not gonna kill they you. Have at least one leg ripped oh. off too. I'm not gonna Every kill you. I'm gonna watch you Ugh. suffer. And then he gets bored, and he's like, "You're boring me." Yeah, your your pain doesn't bring me enough satisfaction. On to the next. <laughs> but he you doesn't. Know, my uncle's zoomies. cat. He doesn't like scratch my shit up terribly but <laughs> terribly being the uh end of that sentence he does a lot like he stretches and on one of the couches and it's kind of kind of not doing too great on that but he doesn't like like completely so charlie stretch. you're in texas does he have a thing for snakes i'm in the city there aren't any snakes oh there's too many fucking uh what about scorpions or anything else too and yeah, scorpions. Uh, not where I'm at. When at my where I grew up, scorpions galore. I remember I was laying in bed one time and I saw one crawling on my comforter and I started screaming and made my mom come in and kill it because I refused to move even though it was like scorpions are my worst nightmare. Oh, they're the worst. Oh, dude! <laughs> last time I was in Austin, which was like almost two years ago, like every morning I would literally pick up my shoe. And like shake it. <laughs> it's not that fucking bad. Not if you're in the country, yes. But okay, where he town. was though, there was like a bunch of grass because it was it that Airbnb. Yeah, that really cool Airbnb. Anybody? Yeah, no, it was like by in the a way, grassy backyard. Yeah. Fucking Iraq. <laughs> Any anybody that's looking for an Airbnb in Austin, DM me because I found like one of the coolest, most affordable 
Airbnbs like ever. Like it was a dope. Oh, it's sick. It was like a dope little like. I don't know what you like. It's like a loft. Like a lo- like a uh, what do they call this? A small, t- a tiny home. Tiny home in these people's backyard kind of thing. And like every morning, I'd wake up and like the wife would be like out. She was a journalist, so she'd be like, "Oh, like you're up. Do you want some coffee?" And like I just go like hang out and have coffee with her while she's like. And she just that be asked, also like, sounds like my worst nightmare. <laughs> we don't like Charlie's talking like, to people. Ew, there was, people. No, the morning after the Super Bowl, she's like, oh, do you want coffee? I'm like, well, I would say morning. It was like 11 in the afternoon or 11, <laughs> 11 in us, the morning. It was 11 in the morning. She's like, do you want coffee? I was like, no, not today. She's like, Super Bowl party? I was like, yeah. She's like, all right, well, you just have a safe day. You know, like this little old lady, you know, like. But that was a dope, that was a really dope Airbnb. So hit me up because I will, I can strongly recommend those people. They gave me my privacy when I wanted and, uh, you know, they were personable when I wanted them to be. Lloyd, yes, I know my camera is really close tonight. You probably missed the last couple of episodes. Um, I was frantically (laughs) cleaning my shop because I had a customer coming over and... I knocked over my tripod with my really nice Sony camera on it and broke the lens off of it. So maybe after Christmas, I can afford to get that fixed. So now I'm using my laptop camera. So hopefully, fingers crossed, I can get it fixed. If not, then maybe I just wait and buy the camera I really want to get. But that's like three. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Bacardi and Cola, do it, do it. Oh, cameras. Speaking of cameras, yeah, no, those those get expensive fucking quick. Real quick. I was yeah, no, I was playing with one today that's worth about ten grand for the whole rig, and I was like, oh my god. Was it a red? Not even a red. Alexa? Just the mon No, it was a it's a Canon three hundred Mark III, but with the lenses we had on there, because we had Canon Cineprime lenses on there. Yeah. Not not the camera nerd because I'm yeah. even not a camera nerd yet. Like I I, I know now. just enough about it to kind of know like what I like, but the camera now is like pretty expensive. But then the real cost comes with the goddamn lenses. The lenses are where the fucking money's at. Some real motherfucking money on those. I have a I have a real good friend that does um, like sports photography for high schools around here, like football, volleyball, all that kind of stuff. His camera was like twenty five hundred bucks, but one of his like best football lenses he leases because the retail price of it is like nine thousand dollars. And it's got like its own JJ, tripod. DM me. Yeah, JJ. DM Jake. Send him dick pics. <laughs> but anyways, we digress into nerd shit. There's been some weird shit in the news. I've been kind of off the grid this week because I've been so busy um, with screen printing stuff. So, like, I've just been kind of, like, taking a step back from the podcasting stuff. So, I don't know if it's been addressed or not. But one thing is, apparently, Will Smith has a power bottom. (laughs) 
I had the same reaction earlier too, Charlie. Have you seen this? And I, I saw something about Jada Pinkett talking about something on the Breakfast Club. Is that what this is about? I haven't read the whole article because, again, like for one, I don't have time, and for two, I don't really care. But somebody, like one of his assistants, I'm assuming, walked in on him bottoming for like another man and has like been going on the media, like low time media circuit talking about all this. So I don't know, maybe. How long ago is this recently? Or like this was like I read this. I read about this today. Well, no, I meant like, but did it? Did it say if the assistant saw him a long time ago? Or well, what's it? the matter? I mean, either when you're a celebrity, whether you sucked a dick ten years ago or one day ago, do people really care? I mean, to get your fucking career, it's one thing, but to do it for pleasure when you're older is another. So yeah. No, I think this was like. He was Will Smith at this point. This would have been after, from my skimming, would have been after Fresh Prince and after the first Bad Boys movie. So I think he was he was Will Smith. I still have... Of the prostate wound. <laughs> I still have the Will Smith uh, Independence Day action figure in the box. Welcome to Earth. Welcome to Earth, motherfucker. No, I was like, yeah, he just said, welcome to Earth. It'd been a little too Tupac for his wife to be like, welcome to Earth, motherfucker. Well, it was a PG-13 film, so... Don't bring Speaking logic like, into this. This. Do you think we're ever going to find out this about Eddie Murphy? What? He bought him? What is- I am convinced Eddie Murphy is gay. I don't know. Eddie Murphy like probably. Eddie Murphy probably just like at the time he was so famous, like he just fucked whatever, you know. He just had like he has a toddler now. He has so many kids. So, I mean, Richard Pryor was by him and what Mitch Jagger were found in bed together. Yeah, I think at some point, that. especially like maybe even back then when there wasn't so much media coverage of things, you're just kind of like folks. You're just Probably like pretty fucking gay. Gay, gay. <laughs> no, but you like mean when you do <laughs> drugs and quaaludes, you end up fucking anyone. I mean, do you think what? Do you think Beautiful that Brad Pitt? Do you think oh Brad Pitt is never like ever? Oh, Tom Cruise been in personal totally contact fucked. of another person's penis. Whether it's been like, it's obviously been in a sexual context. But maybe, like, he wasn't trying to touch this dude's dick. But there's just so many pussies and dicks around that, like, hey, at some point, like, somebody's going to, like, accidentally, like, press a tip of the dick to your face, you know? It's also prison rules. It's a dominance thing, too. You men are fucked up in the head when it comes to stuff like that. I don't know. Never been in that situation. I've never done the group sex thing. I mean, it literally happened to Terry Crews. Yeah, and some guy grabbed, grabbed his dick. His dick out of dominance. I'm mean, gonna get that. I've definitely done. I don't know if it's been out of dominance or out of humor, or maybe it's been humorous dominance. A little bit of A, a little bit of B. 
I don't know. But I mean, I've definitely like. Literally. Bill's like, I've grabbed a few dicks in my I've life. I've grabbed it. Like, over the pants, obviously, you know. But, you know, but it's, it's all in good fun. I don't want to suck the dude's dick. I just want to make him sure he knows. You would grab his dick through the pants? <laughs> I'm the dude. All right? I'm the He's dude. He's going for the over-the-pants hand job. That's how you show dominance. You just stroke it with eye contact. And then they back away, and I immediately know, like, oh, you're not a power bottom? Not interested. Gay. It's like, whoa, you're actually getting hard? Ew. Yeah, gay. Kind of like, have you guys ever seen the movie uh, Layer Cake? Never heard of it. I have. With Daniel Craig? It's a a guy, I think it's a Guy Ritchie movie. If not, it's shot very similarly to, like, Snatch. And all those, like a London gangster movie. And uh, it's kind of what made Daniel Craig kind of um, the bad boyish thing that got him James Bond. But he's like a London drug dealer. And uh, they're telling a story during this whole thing that happens in the 70s with this guy they called Gay Larry. And it's like, oh no, Larry was never gay. He would just say, and then like cut to him, and it's like, Gay Larry. And he's like, he's like, fucking pussy is for puffs. So like, he was like, so straight that the most dominant thing he can do is fuck a guy. Is this a comedy? Yeah, it's really, it's, it's like, I don't know if you've ever seen like a guy, like, have you ever seen like Snatch? The movie Snatch? Like, it's a, it's very English. No. Like it's a action comedy kind of thing. So it'd be in the same realm as like. uh, Have you ever seen Rock and Rolla? Simon Pegg movies. No, Simon Pegg is definitely a lot more comedic. This is kind of like um, like a comedic gangster thriller kind of thing. I don't. I don't know how to explain it. Like somebody that knows filmography. If only had a host into that, could explain <laughs> it. Um, it's very English. It's very. I'm English. still in school. God damn it! All right. But yeah, it's it's go watch it. Like it's uh, snatch, rock and roller, layer cake. Like there's kind of like crime. Like they portray the crime in London, like in England and London, is kind of this like classy, good old boy thing. Which it probably, I don't know, maybe it is. But they're very good. They're really good movies. Especially, like, actually the three I just listed. Snatch, Layer Cake, and uh, Rock and Rolla. But and I think two of the three are Guy Ritchie movies. So, I don't know who did Layer Cake. It might have been Sam Snead, the dude who did the first Daniel Craig James Bond movie. Might be wrong about that one, but I'm trying to think of like the American equivalent of it would be like there's like they're like these comedic heist movies. Ocean's Eleven, maybe the closest I can think of it. I okay. You've never seen Ocean's Eleven, <laughs> dude. <laughs> You've never seen Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> no. Charlie, have you seen Ocean's Eleven? 
I've seen parts of it, and then I think I went to go see 13 in theaters, but it was only for, like, with a boy, and neither one of us were interested in it. So I don't remember it. I I don't give a fuck. If I can't laugh a bit at, at it, I don't fucking care. If okay, care. so then what's... If it's not a real comedy, I don't care. So what's been the... If I, don't, if I can't laugh at it, fuck you. What's been the last actually good comedy you've watched then? I mean, I rewatch ones from my childhood and whatnot. Like, there's really nothing new. So, well, there hasn't been a, there hasn't been a decent comedy in a while. You watch Strays, the one with Will Ferrell and the dogs. Yeah, Will Ferrell and Jamie Foxx. How was that? It's pretty funny. It, I mean, I was really, really high. Okay. Well, so now you. Just... I'm I'm also 25 years old, and I was stoned, so that goes to show my level of criticism on it. Fair enough. I was uh, I was 20 and stoned the first time I watched Super Bad in theaters, and that's probably one of the last really great comedies I think I watched. Okay, yeah. So you, so you get it, being twenty in your 20s and stoned, watching a, a decent comedy. But since then, I mean, there's, there was like Super Bad, but then you also had like Role Models is really good. Oh, Role Models is fucking great. I love that one. Um, fuck. I thought 21 Jump Street. Hall Pass? I was, I was hit or miss on Hall Pass. Like, it seemed... And this, I guess where I'm coming from, it was funny, but it came on the tail end of that style of comedy to where like a lot of their jokes at that point were kind of played. You know, it was like, I could almost predict what's going to happen through these things. Just yeah, I was, like... I was thinking more like Mel Brooks. <laughs> oh, Mel Brooks. All right. What's your favorite Mel Brooks movie? Probably Robin Hood, Men in Tights. Men in, men in tight, tight, tights. For me, it would have to be Blazing Saddles from him. Oh, I mean, Blazing Saddles is a classic. You know, they actually, somebody recently tried to green light with Mel Brooks' approval to do a remake of Blazing Saddles. That would be fucking great. Oh, it got shot down immediately. Even though I was like, let's go. Because they'd be the only ones who could do it. Oh, if the Wayans brothers did it? Or like, you'd have to have somebody. You'd have to have a black comedian with a lot of pull. I was actually just thinking like Kevin Hart might might be able to make it. But he, at this point, he's not going to hurt his brand by going out on a limb like that. But I do. I when I heard that though, I was like, Ice T. Oh, I mean, Ice Cube. cube. Thrice Cube. Yeah, Thrice Cube can make it. But no, like it would have to be somebody with so much pull and so much money, with literally nothing to lose, to do it. But I guarantee you, it would be a hit. Like, it would make a gajillion no, dollars. No, I don't. I wouldn't say. I wouldn't put my money on that at all. Or sorry, I would hope it'd be a hit, but I'm sure critics yeah. would be like, "Oh my god, they canceled the end." Like Gene Wilder, it it shouldn't. Like you don't 
fucking touch it. Just don't, don't fucking touch it. I agree with that. I was kind of like, does it need yeah. to be remade? But they're just remaking everything now, you know? It's going to make money. That's why. That That's all they really care about is if it makes money. Yeah, I saw a they're, thing they're that take uh, a gamble. Paramount, maybe? Somebody's trying to redo uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula. For fuck's sake, no. Exactly. No. But they're like, oh, well, they already tried it with, what is that, mm-hmm. the... The Voyage of the Dawn Treader or whatever the fucking... The, oh, The Last Voyage of the... Yeah. I don't understand. Dartman, like, how can you make a movie after... One like, chapter one of a book? And everyone dies. Like, you know what's going to happen. Yeah. You know, he kills everybody. The boat shows up. And, it you know, Every, no one Everybody did. Not to mention... It's, not it's to not mention it's Europe and, like the late 1700s i think but the what else was on that boat Mm-mm. sorry i'm being stupid on that one <laughs> well what i was gonna say we all is, know what i was implying <laughs> well it's probably what i was getting at is like the main character is a black dude on a boat really? in europe like mm-hmm. even the he would have been on the boat yeah he might have been <laughs> Not on the top of the boat, though. You know, like, I understand, like, even if he's French, like, nah. Yeah, Gary Oldman is the only Dracula. Gary Oldman in those fucking purple glasses. Don't just, you can't, so don't. It's like somebody wanted to make, remake the fifth element. Like, don't you fucking dare. Oh. Hey, Charlie. I hope I know you know what you just did, right? You created the idea of recreating the fifth element. You put that out in the universe. I will You're say though, speaking the of that, can shove it up his ass. I don't give a fuck. Speaking of that, like, have you heard all the news about Bruce Willis and how he's kind of like uncommunicative now? Like, yeah, he can't speak. Man, that sucks. Of all the people. Don't take, don't take Bruce. Pour one out for Bruce. I'll Happy pour one man. out for Bruce any day. Like, I'm going to lower the flag outside my house. That's when... why there's no point in living long. Like people who want to live to be 90, you're fucking insane and you're just fucking dumb. Don't. There's no reason to live past 70. Even sometimes even like 65. Like just. As soon as either na- nature or medical science can allow me to get an enjoyable boner. Like I'm going skydiving for whatever birthday that is. And I'm not wearing a parachute, you know, like, fuck it. What's the point? Yeah. No, my grandfather had a doctor's appointment this last week and they told him that he could live another 20 or 30 years. And apparently that's what really upset him about the doctor's appointment. Like, fuck this. I don't blame him. Fuck this I quack. I don't want to live another 20 too. years. <laughs> yeah. No, he's like 75 and he was like, no. Don't you put that on me, Ricky Bobby. Have you heard rap music now? I'm not even sure if I want to live another 20 fucking years. Have you just heard music in general? Like, it, it's becoming that South Park new wave joke wow. where, like, Randy got, like, yeah. Yeah, it's all going to turn into, like, Aubrey Marcus weird didgeridoo music soon, you know? 
considering Andre 3000's releasing a fucking flute album? <laughs> I mean, he can do whatever he wants to. He's Andre 3000. I know, but he's, he's Andre 3000. He's half. It's, it, it's not a metal flute either. It's he's half like a of fucking outcast. Just go write a fucking song with Big Boy and do Outcast again. <laughs> Good God. You know how many times a week I, I jam out to bombs over it. Baghdad? Like, come on. Andre 3000 is really one of those people that has me convinced psychedelics can do damage to your brain. Andre 3000 is literally like the Keegan Peel sketches about Andre 3000. <laughs> with Big Boy, like, dude, let's just go make music. <clears throat> and he's like, have you ever, uh, you know, tasted water from the bottom of the ocean? I was like, no, what, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? Like, he's <sighs> just like, yeah, no, it's not points. a wooden flute. Or, God damn it. It's not a metal flute either. It's like a hand-carved wooden flute. Oh, God damn it. So I respect Henry Rollins. Like, I will never get on stage again. It's over. It's done. I'm not doing it. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate that. Sometimes so, it's time to die. I spent longer of my life than I should have thinking that Henry Rollins was the dude that he was the lead singer of no effects, not no effects. Who's the black dude? Flag. No, not black flag. I was thinking, um, cause Henry Rollins did sing for black flag. Yeah. But who's the, you want it out, but you can't take it. Allison chains. No. What is there? Faith. No more. Faith, faith. No more. I thought he was the lead singer of Faith No More for the longest time. Don't know why I thought that. But then I learned he wasn't, and my world came crashing down. I had no idea he was a singer. Henry Rollins? What do you think he was? Well, at first I saw him on like VH1, like I Love the 80s. And so I was like, okay, well, he's in the entertainment business somehow. And then... I watched like the first two, three seasons of Sons of Anarchy and he was an actor in one of them. And I was like, oh, it's that guy that I remember from VH1. He must be an actor. That's why he was on it. And then I found out he was a part of a very... Oh, the, the, the glory like, days when... What the fuck? The glory days when music cable stations played music. Yeah, it was nice. But oh, fuck, I did love the, like, I love the 70s. I love the 80s. Oh, I do love those. But there was, it's also about, those, so those were about music, right? They were compiling the best of the 80s and the 70s and the 90s. Not music, it was everything. Everything from, like, fashion, entertainment, um politics yeah fair fair but it, it still like everything. it still had a focus right it still had a focus now like talking about henry rollins's radio show no we're talking about um like vh1 for a while went to the uh non-stop streaming of like i love the 80s oh i love I the 90s they used to do, I love like the, the live concerts too you know like uh eh. but now it's all about i don't even know if vh1's even a channel anymore it is. It's just like, but you know, they. What happened? I can't see the live chat from here. 
Even fucking. What is Jake doing right now? Himself, Elijah. Jake is being high. Jake's being Jake. (laughs) But hey, you're shaved, Jake. We all love shaved Jake. Burp, yeah, no, the, make another drink. Yep. Yeah, no, the the um. You have the Wario mustache though. Yeah, I need to shave again. The lighting is like hiding everything else, but the mustache. So it's kind of given like nineties New York underbelly, you know, gay yeah. club vibes. Oh yeah, like you definitely have AIDS now. Oh yeah, no, this lighting totally gave me fucking AIDS. I'm gonna be like Tom Cruise or Tom Hanks in Philadelphia soon. No, not Tom Hanks in Philadelphia. You need to be like a Freddie Mercury. Like, live it. Look, if you're going to get AIDS, get fucking AIDS, right? Like, don't get AIDS by, like, having sex with Antan- or, uh, Banderas, you know? Like, get AIDS from somebody you don't know by doing weird shit in a fucking weird-ass New York nightclub. Yeah, no. I know. If I ever get... If I ever get AIDS, like, I want it to be, like, a, a story, you know? Be like, oh, like, my wife, like, got a weird dr- blood transfusion, and now I have AIDS, too. Like, a, like Maybe even, like, Dallas Buyers Club would be a good a good way. Oh, yeah, you I still, still haven't, haven't seen, seen that movie. movie, you know? I want to. Yeah, no. You, you get, next time you get a chance to just sit down and relax, maybe we could even do a watch-along at some point. Sit down, relax, and watch a movie about AIDS. Yeah, sounds like a, a real nice, great relaxing use of my evening. time. You know. Talking about Dallas Buyers Club? I know. Yeah. He's like, hey, next time you ever get a chance, like, relax. Like, just sit down and watch Dallas Buyers Club. We're like, yo, yeah. In my hectic-ass life as a dad with two kids and a wife that does nothing but online shop and, you know. Like, when I sit, when I sit down and watch something, like, you know what I want to relax to? A movie about fucking AIDS. It's fun for the whole family. Get your boys to watch it. I watch Harry Potter. That's what I do. That's that's my. That's just as gay as Dallas Buyers Club. That's my background. That is my background movie. Well, he wasn't thing. gay, Jake. So well, we don't him. know that. You know, they never explained that. You know. Okay, that's as gay as Jared Leto in Dallas Buyers Club. Charlie, how's that? <laughs> well, he was trans. So is it really gay? <laughs> he took his wig off, so it's gay. Once you take the wig off, it's no longer trans. You're just gay. Well, how do you feel about uh, Fantastic Beasts and where to find them? Um, I've watched them. Not the same. Don't like them. Nah, as much. nah, not in the same spirit. I guess it's um to me it seems like a a desperate cash grab. I am, though, excited for the HBO series coming up. Oh, so. they're making a Harry Potter series, right? Oh, yeah, they're, they're doing the whole book. So, no, right? so they're doing, yeah, so HBO is doing, I don't know if you call it a remake, maybe, but they're doing. I wish we do a prequel. Each season is going to be. We have talked about that, I think, too. Yeah, we have. But each season is going to be the book that it's attached to. Or at least portion of the book that's attached to. But part of the agreement, like the IP agreement with uh, J.K. Rollins, who wrote it, is that they can't leave things out of the, 
or they can't leave things out of the show that were in the book. So, okay, I like I they could they could really obviously like like, like a bridge some of the storylines, but the the way the books are written is how the show has to be created. So it's going to be like drawing direct influence for sets and all uh, that. Essentially what, what they're doing is they're creating a visual series from the books. Yeah, no, just from what I've heard now that stuff's opened up again, people can talk about stuff again, is that they're going to be building the sets from direct descriptions of from the book. And they're going to be using a lot of the game that J.K. Rowling worked with them on, that new game they did. Oh, to like actually yeah, yeah. build out the sets and build what Hogwarts would actually look like. They're going to cast yeah, but descriptions like, of characters. To be honest, if I was like a writer, I was like, oh, dope. So now all I have to do is read your book and turn it into a screenplay. That's cheap. Like they yeah. have, they have like they have the ability to cut out like some fluff from it, but the series has to be representative of the book. You know, whereas, to be honest, it's probably only going to be two writers. Oh, it's going to, because it's going to, well, it's, it's gonna not going to be a team. It's going to be a room. It's going to be a, it's going to be a room of writers figuring out how to turn it into a screenplay. And then probably three or four editors figuring out like, okay, obviously we can't make this whole book into a series. Like where, like what kind of dialogue can we cut that is still in line with the book, but doesn't have to like this dialogue doesn't have to be on screen kind of thing. Because it's be like skip, 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 narration, narration, narration. Because with skip, a, with skip, a skip. book, with a book, you have to create the narrative, right? You have to create the scenery. You have to create all of this stuff, like to create the visual in the reader's mind. When you're translating that to video, like, oh, we don't have to spend all this time talking about what the hallway looks like you know we can just go straight to the dialogue we can also cut out like this little we can cut this we can cut this we can cut this the point still gets across so now i'm excited to see how they do it i know a lot of purists are like oh you can never redo harry potter like uh eh. they fuck you they can and they will and they're gonna make money they've off. been redoing shit for as long as time exists so uh, at the same time, that's okay with me. Like, it's good, but it's not... I mean, it's not like a classic, like we were talking about Blazing Saddles. Like, Plus, it's aged. Like, the CGI is Well, aged. so to, to this point, to Blazing Saddles, if they were to recreate Blazing Saddles right now, well, I mean, word for word, who would, shot you, for shot. Who would you cast for it? I would exactly. cast a Wayne's brother. Oh, well, like even like there's just no beating Gene Wilder. Like you, you can't. And you know, obviously they remade. Well, I guess they did Charlie in the Chocolate Factory, which isn't the exact. The you know, it's more the. And then there's that one. Really Wonka, and but now they're doing the yeah the prequel, and it's just oh, like, you know who? If they had the money behind a Blazing Saddles remake, you know who would play the sheriff? 
And it would sell it beyond all means? OJ. Michael B. Jordan. Okay. You get Michael B. Jordan on board, the nation is on board. Michael B. Jordan and uh, Jeremy Allen White. There it is. There's the casting. Mm. I mean, they have the looks, but do they have the talent? They have the sell, though. Talent doesn't matter anymore. It's about the sell. Was the last time Jeremy you saw somebody Allen talented? Is like, yeah, it's from marketing, but they don't he, always, you know. He's the most famous white boy. Mm. Or Timothy he's Chalamet. Right now, but Timothy Chalamet, I don't think he's manly enough. He's he's, he's a bit twink. I, I, he's I, literally. Twink. He's I, very uh, submissive yeah. and breedable. I love a Chalamet. <laughs> oh, what about um, the dude from Spider Man? Uh, Tom, Tom Holland. Holland. Oh, he's submissive and breedable too. Mm. Have you seen that video of him from that one like short he did? Can't. You, you can't do it. <laughs> JJ, can't. Harry Potter and the Hood. Uh, I think <laughs> uh, Key and Peele did that, right? If Hogwarts was in the inner city. There's like people. Oh yeah, they had like metal detectors and shit. Had metal detectors. It's like some dude snuck in the. Some dude snuck in this. It's like a wand, but it looks like a prison shank. <laughs> See, oh, we have yeah. a lot of, we have a lot of homemade magical objects that come homemade through here. Object come in here. It's a good one. Confiscated this one from a student today. So I had some other notes. Let's see what we got here. Uh. Sorry, I'm a little absent-minded. Yeah, no. I got, I got some news from people in my industry that fucking shook me up today. That I don't want to air out on air, but I'm, I was a little miffed and pissed before coming on air. That people that I kind of trusted and respected fucked me over. I'm sure it happens to everybody at some point in time, but like, mmm, I was fucking fuming. So, oh, Gwyneth Paltrow's ski accident lawsuit. Ooh, I've been waiting to hear the outcome of this. It's getting turned into a Broadway musical. Oh my gosh. I love America. America. That's what. That's a button I need. The uh, team America. America. Fuck yeah. We do not take anything seriously. The Amber Heard trial is on Netflix. They're making a fucking musical <laughs> about Gwyneth Paltrow's lawsuit. We are living in the end times, and I am fucking here for it. I just hope they recreate the accident. Oh, they will. I'm sure they will. You know. Probably from both people's perspective, you know? Trust me, if I was some de- like dentist or whatever this fucking dude is, and I see... The bitch Gwyn- broke my head. Dude, if Gwyneth Paltrow's <laughs> telling me, like, move, move, I'm not fucking moving. Like, bitch, run me over. You know, like... Pfft. Granted, I think this dude's taken a ski accident to a whole nother level. You know, like... 
I can't help but to kind of side with her on this because shit happens on ski slopes all the goddamn time. I don't think she like purposely ran his ass over or ruined his life. I don't know. It's been a, I've kind of been out of the news so long that I've kind of forgotten all the details about it. But yeah, like, me too. but apparently, it broke his hands. Hasn't been out of the news long enough to where now a Broadway musical. Really running out of original ideas, aren't they? I know, just like recreate Les Mis or something. Les Mis modern. Actually, you know what you could do? A sex worker and just honestly. thought yeah. my original thought of this. If you're gonna remake anything. Recreate Miss Saigon, but based in the Afghanistan pullout from like a year ago. Okay. They're both kind of the same story. No, no, that would be, that would actually be pretty impressive. I'll, I'll make a note of that. Jake, write it. Or I'll write it. Charlie will act in it. You produce it. I don't have enough money to produce. What the fuck? I never agree to this. <laughs> you don't have to agree. You're on my show fucking well, thing. Do I have to do brown face? No, we'll just make sure. We'll just put it in a tanning bed for a while. All you have to do is look kind of Afghanistani, right? Like, Are we going to put the Playboy bunny on her forehead while she's in the tanning bed? Actually, if you're playing my tanning booth, if you're playing an Afghan to- woman, we don't even have to see your face. You just have to look like a voting booth. Yeah, just put I mean, that bitch in a burka. Isn't that kind of a problem with Miss Saigon? I mean, I don't know what the premise of Miss Saigon. But uh, Miss, do you not know Miss Saigon? Miss like, Saigon is a um, a Broadway about a soldier, an American soldier in the Vietnam War that falls in love with a girl in Saigon. I mean, like, I've seen Full Metal Jacket. I have a feeling. I but it, it happens like she, they fall in love like days before. Like the Saigon evacuation kind of thing. And he's like trying to get her on the... It's been years since I've seen it. But like he's trying to figure out how to get her on one of the helicopters. And it's, you know, tragic love story kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I don't want to ruin the ending. And I also mm-hmm. I can't because I can't remember the ending. But but yeah, like let's, let's recreate... Like let's write a Broadway musical that's literally just... Miss Saigon, but Miss uh, Baghdad, Miss... or not Baghdad, uh, Miss Miss Kabul, Miss Kabul. There we go, our million million dollar idea. Between the three of us, you know, that's like, you know, three hundred thousand a piece. If any nooners like want to fund this, you can get a producer credit. You can get a producer credit. There this will be our movie. I think we need to have Womb Raider play the uh, the male role. Because if I mean, anybody's going to get a dick prosthetic. No, yeah. If anybody's going to seduce some poor Afghan lady to love, it's going to be him. He probably already has. Who knows how many kids that dude has in the Middle East. You don't have we'll, any know, we'll know in about 30 seconds. Yes, we have a 15-second delay, and it's going to take him 15 seconds to reply, so. <laughs> yeah, no, that would actually be, like, a, pr- a pretty good concept for a movie, not going to lie. 
There we go. We got it. Let's yeah, talk. no, Elijah. If you know any rich people up in BC. Are there any rich people anymore? I don't know. Up there there is, apparently. That's the only place where it's... Oh, Dwayne Martin is the actor that Will Smith was allegedly... Oh, I- Iraqi children. Iraqi children. Not Afghan. Oh, he was in Iraq, he, not Afghan. We Yeah, he corrected us. Womb. It's a... It's, it's, We're dirty it's, civilians, it's, it's okay? A dr- we it's don't a, know. Well, it's a drama. It doesn't have to be real life. Like, we can replace... One for the other here. It's Miss Saigon, just in Afghanistan. Like, come on, dude. Get with the program. We I also just need you to hang brain in it, buddy. From a legal standpoint, from a legal standpoint, Minor League Studios and Nooner Nation Podcast had the original IP for this entire thing. So you all heard it. If anybody else makes it before us, we can come after them in court. And all 17 of you watching can, you know, testify on our behalf. So, it's R.I.P. Because, you know, Steven Spielberg, as a me- who probably listens to this, let's be honest, is going to be like, I should make this. Yeah, no, I know. I know one... DGA director who watches this. So, yeah. Keep in mind, this idea is mine. Speaking of that, Jake, are you in, like, a a union now? Uh, not yet, but when I get my certificate, I'll have 15 days towards joining. Nice. You can, like, go, go on strike and shit. Yeah, get paid to go on strike. Oh, unions. The other thing I had in here was, uh, I'm not a big baseball dude, but I know this is big news. Apparently, the Oakland A's, it was voted by the Major League Baseball that they're now moving to Vegas. Yeah, that's exciting. Vegas is fucking popping off in the last 10 years. Like, I thought Vegas was going to die. Didn't the Raiders move there? The Raiders, and they got the Golden Knights, who's my... My hockey team is the Golden Knights. I don't really give a shit about the Raiders, but... So what what you're saying is eventually we got to do a trifecta trip to Vegas where we go for three days and try to hit... Dude, you do not have to tempt me with a trip to Vegas. Sweet Lady Vegas is my siren I've never been in as an adult. We need to do it. You've never been? And I will stay in the hotel bar. Not as an adult. I've only gone as a 14 Oh, Charlie. We can go. I've done Vegas so much at this point that I'm not, I won't say I'm an expert at it because I'm not, but like I kind of know my way around to where if we did like three nights in Vegas, it'd be pretty fun. I think three nights is kind of, unless you're there for like a reason other than just to do Vegas, like three nights, four days, three nights is pretty solid. Well, baseball game. Football game, hockey game. I've been to a, I've yeah. been to a, a Golden Knights game, and it is fucking incredible. It sounds. Okay, I'd go to a hockey game, but that that's all I care about. I'm because I've never been to one before. Oh, hockey's fun. Hockey's one of the most fun things to watch. As live. long as I don't see a dude getting his 
throat slit. Throat slit. Oh my god! Have oh you seen my that god! Video? Yeah, yeah trust me. As somebody with a kid that is really good at hockey, with a mom that is really nervous about everything that happens to this kid, I <laughs> tried my it. hardest to keep that thing away from her. She's like, then one day she's like, "Have you heard about this guy who like got his throat slit?" During a hockey game, like, God fucking damn it. Like, to be honest, until like two days ago, I thought that video was a couple years old. I didn't know what happened like two weeks ago. Yeah, it's recent. So it happened in the 90s to a goalie. See, that's what I thought. That's the video I thought it was. Yeah, and I can't recall who it was, but I do know that very well because I grew, I kind of grew up in hockey. Uh, like, my older brother played pretty competitive hockey back then. So I know that clip from the nineties and that was a dude was like diving to score a goal and kind of flipped his heels up like as he dove and the goal like, survived though, right? Yeah. He survived. He's like, I don't know how, if you ever, if you've ever seen that video, it's gruesome. But this one that happened like last week, I heard about it. I was like, I didn't want to watch it because again, like I have an eight year old playing hockey. And also like, I'm not really into like watching that kind of stuff. But I was like, at some point I was like, I got to watch this. And I watched that. And when you watch it, uh, as opposed to in the nineties and God knows whatever fucking resolution that was. And then you watch it now and in 4K, 4K, 30 frames per second, it hits different. Like, I was like, holy shit. You know the dude that uh, that actually did that to him is getting prosecuted? They think it was... Oh, inten- he should. He's, uh, they, they're saying it's intentional. Oh, yeah. you He kicked him in the fucking throat. Like, for sure. So... You can, you can see him in the video back off and then kick again. Yeah, so, like, if that's the case, like, fuck that dude. Like, yeah, you just murdered a dude on ice over a fucking game of hockey in Europe. You know, like... Like, at first, my very first... Well, my very first thought about it was... Think about being that player. Like, what the fuck's going through your head? And you just, like, all you know is there's just blood pouring out of your throat and you probably can't breathe. And then imagine being that dude's family watching it. I think, yeah, they did an interview with his aunt. She was watching the game live. His fiance was there. So, but then... uh, Imagine being the family of the dude who did it. Well, so then I was thinking, like, the guy that did it, when I originally thought it was, like, an accident, like, imagine being that dude, right? Like, holy shit, like, I accidentally, like, killed this goddamn dude like and but then it turns out like the more i watch it the more it comes out it's like eh. do i th- honestly do i think the dude meant to kill the guy no he was just like trying to get a harm but he was just trying to get a cheap shot like maybe with his toe or something like the hard toe of the skate in on him but then like it turned out like slit the dude's throat I'm sure he feels terrible, but at the same time, like, lesson learned, man, like, to the world. Like, it's a game. It's a fucking game. Like, nothing matters that much. Yeah, like, what the fuck? Like, you, your 
need to like get a cheap shot into somebody just killed that dude. Like I hope, I don't know. I hope that dude like rots in jail just thinking about like, oh, my need to get a cheap shot in on some guy like landed me in jail forever. Like fuck that dude. Like I don't know. That's it's weird for me maybe as a parent and maybe also as a parent as a kid that is kind of on the rise in hockey. Like my 8-year-old, he's 8, so he's very young, but he's showing a lot of promise in hockey to the point where we've had coaches come up to us and ask us like you know, what our intentions are with them. So watching that was, for one, scary and aggravating and infuriating. So don't know. But also you see that dude, like, uh, for Buffalo last year, Buffalo Bills last year, that just took a weird-ass hit. Oh, yeah. Right in the chest and almost damn near. Damar Hamlin. Yeah, like. Like, he was dead on the field. You but, never fucking know with sports. It's fucking crazy. You could even get a concussion and not even realize it, go down again, and never get back up. But if your kid, like, if you have a kid who is obviously gifted in a sport, as a parent, like, how do you say no to that, you know? I know you guys don't know. Yeah, but, like, like, you could think about it. Like, I've... Even before that, like um, somebody on my wife's side of the family was uh, incredibly gifted gymnastics, or I guess gymnast, sorry. I was like a gymnastic artist, but like, no, gymnast. And she was training for the Olympics. And then by the time she turned 18, she had like four elbow surgeries and three spine surgeries. And she just said, fuck this, you know? Horse riders, too, have a lot of injuries like that. I know a girl who, like, broke her neck when she was, like, 12. she get thrown off, though? Yeah, she, like, broke her back and her neck. My neck, my back. Did mm-hmm. she break her pussy her, and her crack? Her tits and her crack? Pussy and crack. Oh. Tits. <laughs> Part of the song, honey. Again. He's a baby. Look at that face. You don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's we- It's a weird thing to think about, like, as a parent. Obviously, hockey is a very aggressive sport. And we try to, like, I try to tell my kid, like, he, he gets aggressive. <laughs> um, actually, he had practice yesterday, and him and a kid on his own team were, like, kind of getting in a shoving match. <laughs> And the kid kind of, like, shoved him, like, pretty hard in the shoulder. And my kid immediately came, like, not like a a backwards one, but a forwards, like, lunged and just rammed his fucking elbow into the kid's mask. (laughs) To the point where I was like, oh, I was, like, in the stands. I was like, oh, shit, like, do I need to go down there and do something? And next thing I know, I got to look down. And they're both just laughing their asses off. <laughs> you know, be the fighters of the team. <laughs> but as a as a parent, like I don't know, like obviously you want your kid to be safe, but at the same time, like it's fucking hockey. Like 
You got it, guys. And if he, well, guess what? Kid is the one that start, like becomes an enforcer and just like starts fighting everyone. Yeah, they don't really allow that kind of shit anymore. He would be oh. though. He would be. I've seen him out there because before he did hockey, I had him in jujitsu, and I've seen him out there a couple times, like roll some kids over in an arm bar. You know, like <laughs> thank God the coach is like kind of a no nonsense dude. But all right, let's get the user questions. Oh my God, you degenerates! Let's see what you asked. We'll see. We didn't get a whole lot this time around, and they're probably all fucking generated by the app. What are you doing tomorrow? None of your fucking business. Your fucking mom. I'm printing shirts. And your mom. So. There's printing one. shirts for your mom because her side hustle is a fucking OnlyFans. Mm-hmm. She needs to advertise that shit. You want to know the secret? You know that uh, OnlyFans actually does have a merch store? <laughs> and as a joke for my wife, I actually bought her an OnlyFans bikini. Yeah, I've seen a dude with an OnlyFans shirt. So, we're not on OnlyFans, to be clear. We have the content ready to go. We're not on OnlyFans. How do you think he broke his cameras, his camera, ladies and gentlemen? I know. Rolled right into that bitch during some wild-ass anal... Uh, what do you miss most about middle school? Hmm. That's being a, a child. I, I yeah no like I I feel like someone I know probably asked that question but yeah no I miss the friend group I had. You guys were fucking cool. If you guys are watching, I still think about you guys and I still fucking love you guys. Fuck you, bitch. My biggest memory from middle school, I was in eighth grade social studies class when 9-11 happened. Talk about social studies shit. Yep. And actually, so we're in we're in the middle of class. I can't remember even what I can't remember what we were talking about. But another teacher comes and knocks on the door. And like whispers something to my social studies teacher, shout out Miss Gillum. Uh, and she runs and she's like, we have to turn on the news right now. I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, a plane just crashed into the World Trade Center tower. And like, we're in eighth grade. Like, I don't even know what the fucking World Trade Center tower is. You know, like, you don't teach you about that shit. Mm-mm. She turns, I swear well, to now. I swear to God, as I remember it, she turns the TV on. We see the first tower kind of like smoking. And within 30 seconds of the TV turning on, the second one hits. And we're all like, what the? Like, we're eighth grade. I don't know. How, how old are you in eighth grade? I don't know. Like 12? About 11? 12? 12, 13? I don't know. We're like, wait, wait, what, what just happened? And the teacher turned the TV, like immediately, like turned the TV off and was at a loss for like, she like was looking. I can remember this to this day, not to make it dark, but she was just like staring at all of us trying to figure out what to say. 
But even she didn't know what the fuck was going on. And then, as she was about to speak, the fire alarms go off in the school. Somebody, they had found a bomb threat that morning in the boys' locker room. Completely unrelated. You know, because when I was in fucking middle school, like, the rage was just like, oh, let's just, like, plant bomb threats everywhere. I mean, that was, like, what, three years after Columbine? This would have been, so that would have been 2001. So, I don't know, Columbine was 98? 99. 99, okay, so yeah, sure. You know? I was just trying to do the math, I'm bad at math. I don't know, dude, like, this is fucking 22 years ago, man. Like, um... So, yeah, like, we, like, evacuated the school. And, like, I remember being out in this, like, the soccer field of the school. And people were like, what is going on? Like, people are flying airplanes in the buildings. And I remember one of the, like, one of the, not soccer coaches, the uh, PE coaches coming out and be like, oh, yeah, the, the Twin Towers just fell. And they, like, canceled school for the day. And my dad picked me up. And I was asking him questions. And he just kept telling me, like, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. And then that later that night, he was, um, like, watching the news, like, in our living room. And I think that was probably the first time I ever saw my dad cry was watching the news about 9-11. Damn, dude. And he was, uh, for people that don't know, my dad is not from America. He's uh, from England, but he loved America and uh, did until, you know, the day he died. That's the reason why he lived here. But, uh, yeah, that, uh, that day in middle school, that's probably... I mean, to a lot of people, obviously. I'm not trying to make it about me. But that day in eighth grade kind of haunts my memories for a lot of reasons. uh, For obvious ones and then not so obvious ones. But it was a wild-ass day. That's not a real one. Yeah, no, I, I, I remember it. And I was, my first memory was like, the summer right before 9-11 happened, so, like, I had just become sentient. Bro, you so were, I, like, you were, like, in a diaper. No, I was three years old, I remember, because, like, we had gone to Six Flags that summer before my cousins started school. And one of my cousins got sick from a roller coaster, and I remembered that. And then I remember, like, skip, 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 preschool, preschool stuff. And then I remember, like, 9-11 happening, and... My teachers got really upset because I painted a picture of it. Yeah. Mm. That was uh, obviously a a turning point in world history. So next question. People be saying you single. Is that true? Wait, what was that question? It literally says people, PPL, by the way, B, letter B, Saying you, letter U, single, is that true? 
I mean, it is for me because I have horrible taste in men. So, yes. I don't know what it is. So skip. Have you tried That's women yet, Charlie? Not. I think I Charlie might either, be a lesbian. So I'm not interested. Thank you very much. I think Charlie might be a serial killer, to be honest. Yeah, no. Has anyone heard from any of these men? How many days a week do you wear underwear? Every single one of them, womb. Every single one of them. And no, you can't buy any of them. Most weeks, at least four for me. There's times. Well, do you have to wear them the whole day? Because there's sometimes, like, I wear underwear throughout the day. And then, and then as soon as you get home. And then, well, then me and the lady are, like, have a date night or something. And I'll, like, go take a shower and be like, ah, uh, you know what? I'm not going to wear underwear these jeans, you know? Don't lie. You, like, take her out to dinner and then you, like, go to the bathroom and come back and just hand her your boxers. I've totally done that before. <laughs> <laughs> but... On the on the in on the inverse of that, she's totally done that before to me. So we have a very physical relationship. I have to pee really bad. Charlie, how many days a week do you wear underwear? I mean, I wear them to sleep. So, you count. You are a serial killer. Holy shit. She is. Jake, one day me and you are going to get dragged. fucking business. The FBI is going to come kick down our fucking door. <laughs> like, what do you know about? It's going to be like some weird ass name. Like, I don't know who that is. Her real legal name? Yeah, like her actual name. It's going to be three of them, right? First, middle, last. I'm like, I don't know who that is. Like, you do a podcast with her, like, Charlie is like, that's not her real name. Tell that's her you, alias. Tell us what Charlie you know. Behind that yeah. wall, behind Charlie. Not, my real name, so you're not wrong on that. That wall behind Charlie, behind that, is literally just like stacks of bodies. I've seen Haunting It to Connecticut. I know how to put bodies in walls. Remove their eyelids. Oh, the eyelids but- thing got me. But I have to pee. We're an hour and ten. We're going to cut this. Just a minute over 69. God damn it. I know. Which, to be fair, 69 always lasts a little too long because neither one of you are really into it. So, Anyways, for Charlie, for Jake, I'm Bill. This is the Nooner Nation. Love all of y'all.